It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Presented by IBEW Local Union 43, by Hobby Hill Farms, and by Pathfinder Bank. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. We're uh, fresh off our brother station airing the debut of the Trent Cole show with the voice of the comments, Joe Roberts, who actually will join us on the phone at about 730 as we get started here. Serving you sports at the 72 Tavern and Grill, Bogo Wing Night with 94.9 K-Rock. Yeah, Comments Insider something we do every Monday from 7 to 8. You can listen to krock.com. You can stream, or excuse me, you can stream at krock.com. Listen on the app, uh, K-R-O-C-K, type that into your, your app store or wherever you get your apps. Amazon Echo, if that's an, an option. Alexa, enable the skill, and then listen right there. It'll all be podcasted a little bit later on. Um, Rain Scoop is here. What did I miss? Leave anything Well, out? the Trent Call Show, the Coach Trent Call Show on Brother Station 96.5 FM. Mondays at 6 p.m. now, immediately preceding this. And I believe that is already podcasted on the website. It'll be out in all forms of social media and other places that you get your podcasts. We welcome in Ashton Sautner, number six, defenseman. He who has, I think it's up to 17 games with the Canucks so far you've played. Do you have a count, a total, or are you kind of, after a few, you were like... <laughs> um, last year I played 17. In total, I think I have 23 now. And then uh, some injuries on and off for the last couple of years. It's been some weird ones. I saw the, the one, I think it was last year, where you got hit from behind, and then I think you broke a bone in your face yeah, and yeah. were out for a while. That was a, it was a garbage hit, in my humble opinion, from yeah. watching it. Yeah. Obviously, it sucked even worse for you. Uh, but you've had a few like that, you, you know, catching a couple up in the grill. And, man, it, that's it, not fun. Yeah, no, I uh, haven't had great luck that way. Last year was definitely tough. Uh, I was in Binghamton early December, um, just on the penalty kill. Yeah, I got hit from behind, and... Went into the boards kind of awkwardly and ended up missing two months, so had to get surgery and um, put things back together. But um, no, it was a long, uh, it was a long road back. A lot of, uh, you know, not only just the time to, you know, recover and from the surgery, but then also to get back and you know start skating again. And that's, you know, that's the hardest part. Honestly, was the get back into shape because when you're off the ice that long, you know, you lose all your all your wind that you've gained. So. Um, it was a long process, but I was sure happy to get back there. Yeah, you're, you're missed when you're not on this team, when you're up there, when you're out for injury. You've been a key guy on defense for a handful of seasons now. We love watching you play. It's been fun to watch you go from your ELC, you sign an extension, and just get better and better and better and better and better. You earned that call up, and every time that there's something going on in Vancouver, I automatically, you're one of the first names that pops into my head going, he might be getting called up. Yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, what is what? Is, what have you found to be the few things that you've worked on in your game that brought you from when you first signed, first got here, and then made your way and finally got your first call up, your first NHL game, and now, of course, yeah. all of them now. What, what What are those little things that you've done that got you there? Um, honestly, I think it's just repetition. Um, you know, when you come in as a young guy, you know, me like leaving junior as a 20-year-old as an overage guy, um, I don't think anyone really expected anything much uh, just to come in and try to make the team. Um, I did that, and I think just as the years have went on, just getting older and getting more experience and, um, you know, coming out as junior, you know, like I said, when I was 20, I was, you know, 180 pounds. So just the the transition to pro hockey and how much of a difference that was um it was a real eye-opener i mean you know 
started off pretty well. I think just over the course of the year, it's such a long year and, and travel and stuff like that, um, that you just, you know, you maybe realize, take a step back and, you know, you're playing against men now. Not, you know, I, I went from being the oldest guy in, in the Western Hockey League to, you know, now I'm one of the youngest guys playing against, you know, 30-year-old men. So um, a lot of time in the gym. Um, you know, I had probably, you know, two or three summers there where it was just all about, you know, putting on muscle and, and you know, gaining weight. Um, and then just once I did that, I think, you know, my th- my third year pro when, when Trent and Gary um, came in with Jason, just I think just the, you know, timing maybe was a little bit there too, but I think just the fact that I had a couple of good summers of, of putting on that muscle and that uh, that extra weight that allowed me to play that, uh, that more physical, you know, rugged style that... Uh, you know that I know that I can play. It was just a matter of, of getting that extra weight because it's hard hard to play that way when you're 180 pounds and you're going against you know guys that are 210 pounds. So um, you know just being around 200 pounds now, it just it's a little bit easier to play that way. So well with the Vancouver Canucks, what were your interactions like with Coach Travis Green? I imagine you're probably talking to the rest of the coaching staff, perhaps a little bit more. But specifically, how did Coach Green help you? while you were there and then at the end of the season you know they reassess things and they give you things to work on what was that like as well yeah it was good obviously for me you know having Travis and and Nolan too um, down here for those first two years of of my pro career um, just a little bit uh, I guess you know comfortable going up there just knowing them uh, knowing their systems, knowing what they expect, their practices, all that kind of stuff. So the transition was a little bit easier for me that way. Um, and then also just, you know, having more like a relationship with them too. Just, you know, whether it's talking to me after my game, um, whatever it is. You know, I remember I played my first game in Dallas and, you know, just I think just having coaches that, that know who you are and as a person too, I think helps. So um, that's, that was obviously huge for me, just going up there knowing that I, I had those two guys that I played for. And then at the end of the year, what were some of the things they told you to, to, to work on uh, and how did they assess you for the year? How did you feel about that? Yeah, well, after my first stint when I got my five games, um, you know, it was just a matter of, I think those five games were obviously really good, getting my first NHL game, um, just kind of, you know, for myself, even stepping back and seeing what I need to do to, you know, try to become a full-time NHL player. And, um, you know, even last year, you know, just talking to Travis and just to continue to work, work on my game um, all around, really. I mean, offensively, you know, keep working on that, my shot. Um, and then just don't ever steer away from, you know, having a defensive mindset too because that's uh, so important in the NHL to, to be able to defend and and when you're making that jump from the AHL to the NHL you know that's so crucial as a defenseman um, to be able to defend and so um, that's something that I've always just you know tried to focus on keep you know hammering that down um, you know I think I'm at a point where you know I, I know what I have to do to, to defend and be successful and now for me it's just a matter of continuing to you know jump up in the play and, and try to create offense um, as much as I can. Utica Comments Insider with 94.9 K-Rock from the 72 Tavern and Grill where they're serving you sports. It's Rain and Scoop along with Ashton Sautner, number six in your back end of the team. I, I have noticed, Ashton, as you've progressed through your career at least here and what I've seen, uh, more physicality in your game. And, and you've taken 
not that he didn't take the body, but it's a, a little bit more determined. And maybe it's because you've gotten stronger and you packed on the muscle and you're, you're able to handle some of the bigger, stronger guys now. But you finish checks. And, but you don't just check just to check somebody. You've, you've learned really when to take the body, when to yeah. take a guy out of a play and bury him in the boards, things like that. Details of the game. Yeah. And I, I assume that's maybe experience. But also, I, I suppose part two of the question is, have you focused on being more physical? Because you have to play that way to make for it sure. in the NHL. For sure. I don't know if, if that's just me noticing it or if it's the same. No, for sure. I mean, that's, that's a good point. I mean, it's, it's one of those things like I just touched on, you know, when you're making the jump, you know, you can be a, you know, a big point guy down here, but you can make the jump up there. It's a totally different, different yeah. uh, game. So I think for me, just focusing on that defensive side of things, making sure that, you know, you... Uh, have that as a staple of your game um you know to help you make that jump uh when you do get a chance and you know five years it's it's crazy to think you know i've spent my whole pro hockey career in utica it's been great um i think just like you said just you know maybe the last two or three years it's just been a little bit more um you know something maybe that i'm more focused on just you know making sure that i'm playing physical and and uh with with the new coaching staff after travis and nolan left um coming in with gary and trent um you know i was looked at a guy to to be a shutdown guy and and uh you know play that kind of role and, and that's something i really enjoyed and um you know also taking a bigger role in the penalty kill as well and uh you know to kind of touch on what you asked about the hitting part i think that's just you know something that when you're in that role of a shutdown guy and you know i don't play on the power play so that's just kind of you know the style i have to bring and that's uh you know looking back you know even back in midget hockey you know when i was you know maybe 15 or 16 you know that was part of my game it always has been kind of part of my game uh like I said, just jumping to pro, it just took a little bit longer to adjust to that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, having a few summers of getting stronger. Talk about the weekend the Comets just had. Yeah, tough loss to Springfield at home. You go on the road, play a very good Hartford team, uh, lose 3-1. to one. And this coming weekend, uh, you're home, but not before a Wednesday game in Belleville. So it's, it's, it's three games in four days. Yeah. So it's, uh, the, the grind kicks in again here pretty quick. Talk about where you feel the team is at right now today coming off the weekend uh and and the season so far yeah well i mean we had a we had a good stretch there before this weekend um this weekend you know kind of stung a bit i think the uh, rochester game new year's eve was a a exciting game and great effort yeah most definitely yeah yeah i think i think just this weekend you know friday at home we felt like we you know didn't give our best effort and um you know going into hartford we uh you know like you say we're playing a really good team they have a a ton of skill um they have a couple players that you know are probably some of the best in the league so it's it was a good test um you know obviously we fell short but uh it's a long season um you know we just got to regroup and and get ready for belleville here and um like you said i think uh i think we have seven home games coming up here right away so that's going to be important for us to uh, make yeah. sure that we, you know, knock that down at home because, you know, playing in front of the, the fans that we have and making sure that we uh, take care of home ice is huge. So going from Nolan and Travis to Trent Call and Ags, 
what are some of the differences in, in the way they coach you up? I'm curious about that because I know organizationally the philosophy is the same. You want to play the same type of hockey. Yeah. Uh, but I hear people rave about Ags all the time. His experience is, is through the roof. Some time in Pittsburgh and the NHL and down here. Yeah. And maybe he picks up and sees some different things that maybe even Travis or Nolan didn't or maybe Trent does. So Trent had a long career in the NHL as well as a defenseman. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you pick up some things and absorb some things from, from all of them. But give me some of the differences or maybe some of the things that both coaching groups have focused on with you yeah well i think i think you know just making sure you 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 knock down the defensive side of things i think that's so important i think both coaching staffs that i've had you said um, repetition earlier imagine that go ahead yeah yeah just uh you know just making sure that that's that's a staple and and uh uh, you know, with with Trent coming in, you know, I think you know when he played, he was more of a rugged style, and and uh, having Gary with all the experience too, um, you know, that's something that they've always just kept preaching on me, and um, you know, obviously taking on a penalty kill role with Gary too, and I think that's just there's a lot of similarities. I mean, it's it's when you got you know an organization where you're dealing with NHL, AHL, um, you know, there's you know. Trent and Gary and Jason are at training camp in, in September, so you know they're pr- always probably bouncing things off of Travis and, and his staff. So um, you know it's it's pretty similar in a lot of ways. Glad you talk about that training camp and, and what that experience is like because you're there with guys you know from the Comets, guys uh, from Vancouver, r- with yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. So that's kind of a, a cool thing. Uh, how long is that? It's like. Uh, Five days, maybe six days. How does that go? Yeah, I think this year we were on the ice for three days, and then uh, it, it's pretty quick. Like you, you know, you kind of everyone kind of comes into Vancouver at the same time. Uh, we have like maybe a day uh, just to kind of recover from the travel. Some guys are traveling very uh, long distance. Um, me, not so much. Just fortunately, just being from Western Canada, but. You get kind of a day, and then you're you're right into medicals and fitness testing and all that kind of stuff, and then you know you're back to back to back uh, days on ice. So it's it's competitive. You gotta you know make sure that you know you hear guys talk about all the time now with hockey how important summer training is to make sure that you're coming into camp ready to go because you don't really get much time to uh, you know test the waters. You got to go right in. So um, three tough days on the ice, and then you know after that it's it's preseason. So it's it's all rapid and. and and uh, hits are pretty hard, but that's, uh, like I said, that's what you train for in the summer to get ready. And what's the balance of, say, almost like some of it's probably like the NFL Combine where you're doing individual stuff, and then probably other times uh, they're testing out lines and you're working on systems. And so what is the balance? How much of the one and how much of the other? Yeah, like I said, just the one day of fitness testing, that's always, <laughs> I think everyone always a little uh, got that in the back of their mind, you know, August rolls around and they're thinking, okay, we got fitness testing coming up here. So that's uh, that's usually a tough day. We usually do a, a bike test. It's pretty hard. And then once we get on the ice, it's uh, you know we actually do an on ice test as well. So it doesn't stop when you're off the bike. So it's uh, it's continued right onto the ice. And like you said, just you know working on systems. But it's all such high tempo. And you know you're trying to make an impression. You got three days to make an impression and try to get into a preseason game. And and uh, everyone's trying to do the same thing. If there is anything I learned from the first. Four Four years in the Travis Green era is he is going to work you hard. Yeah. He's, he's oh, legendary yeah. for yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, maybe you had a little bit of experience winning up there. You're like, okay, I know what this is all about. Yeah, I, his practices. I touched on those too when, when we were in Utica when he was here. You know, getting a bit of an eye opener with his practices, just the pace that he expected all the time, and that's the same thing in Vancouver. You do not show up for a training camp not already in shape for Travis. Or you're in the doghouse and you're going to have to earn your way out. That's, that's for sure. sure. Yeah. Ashton 
Saltner is joining us. He'll be back for our next segment. Utica Comets insider from the 72 Tavern with 94.9 K-Rock. Right. Let's go, Comets! Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill. Back to Rain Man and Scoop on Comets Insider. You Utica! On 94.9 K-Rock. And if you missed the first part of our conversation with defenseman Ashton Sautner, we're going to have it up on social media, wherever you listen to podcasts, at KROCKCNY, on Twitter, of course, and uh, the Instagram stories, you'll find it there, Facebook as well. Uh, Ashton Sautner, our guest here tonight at the 72 Tavern and Grill. Uh, pretty good crowd in here tonight, still done up with all the Christmas finery. I love the Christmas lights in here. Yeah, it's festive for sure. And uh, glad you combined it's we're trying to place when we last did this was like three years ago with you at the at the, before this place was built yeah it was four years ago actually. yeah four years yeah. ago we did ask for you at one point but you were up in vancouver it was it was right around a call-up it was like yeah we're gonna ask him and then the next thing you know yeah I called up so we uh, just kind of missed you yeah but i'm glad we get a chance to talk to yeah, you again glad to be here you know it, it's fair to say now at this point scoop and there's a handful of guys you could say this about. You're one of them. But Utica is no longer a blip on the radar of your hockey career because you've spent parts of four or five seasons now. Yeah. And you had to have gotten to know the area a little bit. You're from a small town in Saskatchewan. So small town, kind of make your way around pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the places that, as, as you've been here over the years, that you tend to go? Do you go, go to the movies? We like to ask guys and get to know. I think we yeah. asked this before. But yeah. you, you spend more time here now, restaurants, things like that that you like to do. Yeah, it's like I said, it's been five years. My whole career has been here. It's uh, It's been great. My wife and I love it here. Um, I think uh, we're, you know, just our usual places, you know, whether it's uh, sushi, um, a lot of the little uh, cafes, Banu, uh, Peter's Cornucopia, yeah. the cafe that's in there. Um, you know, just those are kind of usually our, our go-tos, and we usually just stick to them. So um, as far as, you know, just the city, now I don't need my, my maps anymore, so that's good. But, uh, no, it's been great. It's uh, it's it's sure cool to see the transition of, of everything, too. I remember my first year, just the you know, the odd was, you know, the outside was tin, and, you know, there was no 72 Tavern and all this kind of yeah. stuff. So it's it's in five years, it's uh, it's come a long way. It has it has come a long way. It's been it's been weird to be here, you know, live in this area your whole life and see some of the transitions too. For sure, yeah. Is there any chance that you might be playing center for the Comets at some point? Because that seems to be <laughs> the, the Stephon thing. LeBlanc was uh, on the wing the other night. Yeah, yeah, we're hearing that in the echo chamber, and it's well established. I mean, it's no secret to anybody. But the, the center position has been an issue. Last year, it was like a nightmare with the goalie situation when all things went bad. If you remember, yeah, Michael Layton, and then DiPietro got that emergency call up from juniors. Yeah, but this year it's it's center. Whether it's uh, Tyler Gravak getting called up and then getting hurt, so he's not even an option yeah. in in the shuttle back and forth uh, but you, you're just you're getting it done with the guys that are here is it is it a concern of guys in the locker room or you have faith in guys like Lucas Yasik for example or other guys stepping into different roles yeah or are you sitting there going I wish we could get maybe one more guy at least in the pivot oh I mean like you said it's it, they've done a great job um, yeah you know, having, uh, you know, like Wasey back, you know, from his injury is huge, too. Veteran guy. He's played uh, a lot of games in this league. Um, to have him back is great. And then, like you touched on Yas, I think, you know, he's, I don't know if maybe he has played center before, but, you know, when he first came here, he was a winger. So he transitions to center now. And, yep. Um, you know, Carter Camper was, was a good ad for us in the summer. Um, so they've done a great job. They've, uh, 
like you said, having having Grayovac go up and get hurt now, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate for him. And um, but no, they've guys have stepped in and done a really good job for us, and they've uh, you know we're sitting in a good spot right now. I'm curious about the philosophy behind being a defenseman today because it's it's evolved. You know, guys used to yeah, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, hang out by the blue line, and now you're kind of expected to maybe contribute on offense, pinch up a little bit, but there's this balance thing yeah. where they don't want you to forget about the defense. Yeah. defense. <laughs> and to me, that just seems like such an incredible challenge uh, for you to find the right balance to keep the coaching staff happy. And yeah. sometimes when you're pinched up or trying to help out on offense, it's just going to happen. You're going to get caught in the wrong spot. Uh, it, it seems to be a weird uh, sort of balance you've got to try to achieve and like there's a lot expected of you you know yeah no there is I mean it's a it's a tough job you got to go back for pucks you got to take a lot of hits you know other teams forechecking as hard as they can um, trying to turn the puck over and and if you're in the way you're going to get hit and vice versa um, but I think just you know like you said just the way the you know hockey in general has evolved um, you know the D are always active up in the rush uh, keeping pucks alive keeping plays alive whatever it might be but then you know, like you say, you don't want to get too uh, too ahead of yourself because you get caught and, you know, give up an automatic rush or something like that. So I think the most important thing is that, you know, being a defenseman, you know that, you know, your first job is, is to stop the other team from scoring. And, and uh, but when you do that, then you can, you know, jump up in the play and, and try to join the offense because, I mean, uh, as much as I like, you know, defending and playing defense, uh, the offense is, is fun, too. I mean, that's uh, if you can turn a puck over in your zone and, and get up the ice, you know, you're uh, you're excited getting up there because you might get a pass and who knows what happens. Not all guys have uh, uh, not all defensemen have the skill set. Some guys are more, you know, stay at home and other guys. Oli Levy's another one that comes to mind right off the top of the head. Uh, Jalen's a little bit more of a stay at home. But there's certain guys that have that skill set. You're one of those guys. You're, you're a good skater, good, good stick handling, things like that. So maybe are certain guys encouraged to jump into the play more than others, specifically on the Comets with, with Coach Call and the systems that you use? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think what they say is, you know, like I said, take care of, of our end first, do your job down there. And if opportunity presents itself. Absolutely, yeah. I think just with our back end this year, um, you know, we're so young, like yeah. we were talking, you know, me and some of the older guys that were, you know, have been here for a while. My first year when I came in, there was only two rookies. It was me and, and Subban and, you know, other guys were in their late 20s and, and early 30s. So to have it now, you know, almost flipped where like me and Blue just are the oldest guys now and, and we're 25. So everyone, you know, we have a, a really young back end. So well, when you when you have younger guys too, you know, you're, you're mobile and, and uh, we have such a a good group of skaters and puck moving guys Agreed. that you know when we get the puck up you know it doesn't matter who you are go you know go in and try to create some offense so i'd be curious about some of your favorite moments as a utica comet now that you've been here for a while and as uh, somebody who's suited up for the vancouver canucks as well so some moments some things that you'll always remember up there and down here as well yeah, well, I mean, my first game, that was that was special. Um, you know, I, I got a call. Uh, we had played here in Utica uh, against Wilkes-Barre. This was two years ago, and I actually scored the overtime winner and went home that night. You know, never thought anything of it, but I guess that same night, Vancouver had an injury, and so the next morning, uh, Ryan Johnson called me, and 
and uh, said that I was going up and he and he told me I was going to be playing so right away I, I told my parents and they got on a plane and flew down to Dallas uh, my wife came with me my sister and, and her husband made the trip too so it was get the whole family there so that's something I'll never forget um, obviously playing your first game that's a dream come true and then here in Utica um, you know I just we, I, the years I've been here we've made the playoffs twice and I just think back to you know my first year even when you know I wasn't playing and I wasn't in the lineup my first year when we were playing in playoffs but just seeing the atmosphere and you know the, the white shirts and you know how crazy the fans were it was unbelievable and then uh, you know two years ago I guess when we were playing Toronto you know that was something else too we go up there and and uh, lose both of them and you know in a best of five you know you come back and you know, you're just trying to take care of game three and you know we end up beating them both games and so yeah. i think a lot of that credit has to go towards our fans too because that building was unbelievable we said we've said that and i've watched hockey here my entire life and i've never heard the building as loud as it was during that toronto series that yeah. uh, fourth game we were watching with thatcher demko's dad up in the rafters and it was thunderous yeah we I weren't know. saying yeah. anything we were just fist bumping them yeah, every I time know. something good yeah. happened it was yeah. no i remember that too i remember actually we i think we had a penalty kill and uh, I think we somebody knocked it out of the zone, and and the crowd just erupted. You know, had the Utica chance going, and you know, like I, I when the team went to the finals, um, I was actually just called up from my junior team. I just had signed with Vancouver, so they brought me out here for a couple of weeks just to experience it. And uh, you know, being a part of that run, not playing again, but being part of it, just. You know, seeing the crowd then and then seeing it against the Toronto in the Toronto series was was incredible. Ashton Sautner is with us here on Utica Commons Insider with 94.9 K-Rock. You brought up your parents. How often do they get to Utica? Because it's a much farther. I mean, they, they took the flight to Dallas for understandable reasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in, in general, how often do they get down here to Utica to see you or maybe uh, meet you out somewhere on the road? Yeah, it's weird timing, actually. You say that because they're actually coming out here uh, on the 9th. So, there you uh, go. Yeah, right away here. They're coming for a couple weeks, so they're going to catch those uh, that, those home games. I think we've got seven or whatever at home here. So uh, coming out here for those. Um, last year with my injury, I actually went back home, so I got to see them uh, that time. And then I think all the other years they've, they've made a, a trip out here. They... Uh, they kind of call it their holiday. You know, they get away from, from the farm and, and come out here and enjoy some hockey. And they're so used to just watching, you know, our games on, you know, just a computer screen, you know, on AHL Live or whatever. So to come out here and, you know, like my dad, uh, my dad especially, you know, just with his hockey background, coaching and stuff, he loves coming here and getting, you know, right in the building and the environment and the atmosphere of all the, all the fans and stuff. And, and to see me play live, too, is a lot different than on a computer screen. So they're excited. Yeah, that's, it's got to be just absolutely awesome. Well, how often, you talked about Dallas, but how often was your family able to see you skate for the Canucks? Yeah, so that game, um, and then my dad came out to Vancouver and caught uh, two home games out there too. So, um, And then actually last year he came out again and caught a couple more. So he's probably seen four or five live, and, and the rest uh, were on uh, TV. So um, good, good experience, and you, know, you share that with your family. We, we've uh, got to take a, a break here, Ashton, and I'll let you go for the night, but I do have to ask one question. How awesome was the hug with mom and dad after the first game, the first NHL game? Because that had to be like nothing else. The amount of pride and how happy your family was. Yeah. I can only imagine that you'll take that with you forever. For sure, yeah. I remember, you know, stepping on the ice for warm-ups. I was trying to find them, but, you know, you're just kind of caught up in the moment, skating around, and um, after the game, 
I remember just walking out of the tunnel and looking up in the stands and seeing them and my wife was there and sister and her husband it was just you know it was it was great just you know you uh, you owe so much to them you know growing up as yeah. a kid and you know being able to uh, accomplish something like that playing the NHL and having them there with you is unbelievable congratulations man thanks appreciate it love watching you play hockey that's Ashton Sautner nice enough to join Scoop and myself on Utica Comets Insider we're at the 72 Tavern with 94.9 K Rock The Voice Joe Roberts next Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice Joe Cujo Roberts. So David Pope has been recalled to the Utica Comets. That's one order of business. You might have learned a little bit about that if you heard Joe Roberts with the Coach's Show with Trent Call. Joe Roberts and Trent Call together on our brother station, ESPN Utica Roman 96.5. That's Mondays from 6 to 7. Then we come over here and we give you some Comets talk from 7 to 8 on Utica Comets Insider. Rain Man and Scoop here together. I learned about the extent of Francis Perron's injury by listening. I learned... Uh, let's, Vinny Arsenal. Vinny Arsenal with a suspension. That was the other thing I couldn't read my own handwriting. Thanks for the kick save and a beauty scoop. So we've got the voice on standby and ready to go. Let's give you our quick little highlight montage of his voice from the last game. That loss, unfortunately, to Hartford 3-1. to one. We'll fire that. Swing the puck into the corner. It's touched by the Wolfpack, so no threat of a hand pass against the Comets. Huge hit by Arsenal behind the play. Now he's going to drop the gloves at center and go toe-to-toe with Gertzen. A couple of big boys at center ice. They grab as Arsenal comes with a couple of lefts, trying to free up a right with a few short jabs. Gertzen over the top with a pair. And now it's Rockham Sockham at center ice with those two, throwing them back and forth. Arsenal dropped to a knee. The linesman will separate him. Still down is Phil DiGiuseppe. That's a whole lot of man going toe-to-toe at center ice between Geertsen. That guy sucked. Played up the middle. Lynn steals. Lynn holds. Lynn shoots. Save. Rebound. Scores. Boucher. Reed Boucher picks up his 21st of the season. Gets the Comets on the board. And you know he loved to see that one go in. He was riding six straight without a goal. Hadn't scored since he broke the franchise record for career talent back in Belleville a few weeks back. After having a tough go of things tonight, Boucher is able to find the back of the goal. Puck yourself. Go puck yourself. Joe Roberts, how was the very first installment of the Trent Cole show for you? Well, you know, we had fun, and I think we'll continue to have fun as we sort of, uh, as I've described it, pull back the curtain on Trent Call. You know, he's a, he's a good guy with a great personality, and uh, to be able to showcase that a little bit for some people in the area who maybe haven't had the chance to uh, sort of get to know him, uh, you know, I'm excited for that opportunity. Wednesday night, it'll be a road game at Belleville. You'll hear it right here, 94.9 K-Rock, courtesy of Steve Toyota. And I noticed a couple of things. They have 43 points. Comets have 44. Drake Batherson tied with our Reed Boucher, 41 points apiece. But Reed Boucher, of course, with uh, 21 goals to Drake's 13. So Drake Batherson is somebody we'll have to watch Wednesday night. Pretty strong player for the Belleville Senators. Yeah, you get to watch him again on Saturday, too, at the odd. You know, it's... uh 
Yeah, uh, Trent Paul described them as a very dynamic team, and uh, he said as a head coach, fun to watch. Uh, the trouble is, if you get caught watching them, they'll make you pay. You know, they have a lot of really talented players. They have pretty good goaltending. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a good hockey team in Belleville, and uh, you know, with the Comets holding onto a one-point lead, it's sort of sort of a uh, standing swapper. Uh, type of game where it has that potential. So, um, big two points at stake as as you get to this point in the season. I think this is going to be creeping up to number 38 as far as halfway to the season goes. Like, this is when things are really going to start to, to matter uh, game by game. Two points are going to become critical at a time. So, uh, why not start now against a really good Belleville team tomorrow on the road? The Trent Cull Show with the voice, Joe Roberts. On our brother station, ESPN Utica Rome, is up and available for podcast. I know you can find it for sure on the website. It'll be out on all other platforms and social media. Uh, I mentioned Francis Perone being a player injured. He had something happen with his eye, then a setback, then a surgery. So now you're looking at at least roughly a month. It could be more. Uh, give everybody the rest of the details that you had discussed with Coach. Yeah, I mean, those appear to be the details. Um, it, it was an initial injury. It was uh, sort of uh, upon further review, there was uh, more going on with the eye. And so he called it, I think he called it an emergency surgery. Uh, so that had to get done. And obviously that solves the progress of, of Perron coming back. I did see him at the rink today. You know, he's, he said he was doing better uh you know that's probably relative i imagine but uh he did tell me he was doing better today it was nice to see him so he's still around the guys he's still around the space and he's still bringing his smile to the rink so uh for all intents and purposes it's not so bad for him although i'm sure there's uh, quite a bit of discomfort and frustration because he can't play how are things going at home, buddy? I mean, you got uh, a little one on the way. You, you made a, a trip by yourself. You didn't travel with the, the team. You got some things going on in addition to, you know, Utica Comets hockey and Utica City Football Club. You're a busy man. Yeah, you know what? It's all part of it. Uh, I, I would say that uh, timing on family planning might have been a little off. But, uh, you know what, we're very, very lucky for uh, what's to come in our household. And uh, honestly, it could be any minute now. It could be any day. Uh, so we're just sort of uh, uh, toughing it out. My wife is toughing it out. I'm, I'm sort of uh, just watching from a distance and trying to stay out of her way because she's, uh, you know, she's ready. So I think we both are, and we're really excited. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of tough balancing work and life and that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, we, we're, uh, we're doing our best, and uh, it's just been, it's been a wild ride, and I know it, the ride's only just beginning, right, Rain? Absolutely. You have no idea, my friend. But don't fault, don't fault yourself for being a human being. Listen, nature takes its course sometimes. Sometimes you can't plan these things out. You don't have to be in a hurry to have 85 kids like he Enjoy does. Enjoy the blessings whenever they present themselves to you in life. Joe Roberts, the voice of you to the comments here with us on Comments Insider with 94.9 K-Rock. Vinny Arsenault, uh, suspension, I, th I think I heard that. Does that have to do with the fight, or what can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, that stems from that five-minute major he picked up uh, from yep. the hit. So he's uh, he's out for a game, and 
you know, as Trent alluded to, that means you're going to see an increased role for Tanner Sorensen. You're going to see David Popin in the lineup. Um, right now, it's every healthy forward is going to play, uh, save for one veteran, obviously, because uh, all those guys are healthy and, and the Comets are still sort of plus one in that situation. So um, if you're a forward and you can stand on, on both feet upright, you're probably going to be playing in the hockey game. We got to find some centers, man. That's all I know. Or, or in the case, if you're a defenseman like Stefan LeBlanc, you may be asked to play a forward like the other night in Hartford. That was something we're not quite accustomed to, but it was necessary given the situation. Yeah, I mean, whatever it takes, ultimately, right? You got to be, uh, you got to be willing to do it, and especially if you're a guy like LeBlanc who's been sort of in and out of the lineup. Um, if you're asked to to do something, yeah, you better go and, and show up with bells on and be able to do it. Now, fortunately. You know, when it comes to playing forward, and, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is the perfect way to describe it, but if you're going to be a sort of a fourth line prime line, just forecheck, uh, forecheck your your brains out and throw a hit or two, and uh, try to keep pucks uh, sort of hemmed in deep in the attacking zone, chip and chase, play greasy, and all those sort of uh, black and blue cliches that that come with playing that type of game, and uh, you should be able to 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 do a good enough job. So he's been pretty good in that situation and and obviously stepping up when he needs to so the utica comets and galaxy media partners have extended their broadcast partnership for six more seasons that was released by rob ash today and then of course our owner of espn utica rome k-rock and of course of the rest of our brother and sister stations they made this big announcement that means you're going to continue to get scoop and myself hosting utica comets insider every monday during comet seasons it means the brand new show that started today with Joe Roberts, the Trent Cole show, is going to air six to seven for the foreseeable future on ESPN Utica Rome. Uh, so it also means we get to do the extended thirty-minute pre-games prior to Joe giving you play-by-play in the broadcast. We're happy to keep doing this with you, Joe, and thank you for the time and the contributions as always. Hey, that's right. They can't get rid of us that easily, can they? So uh, I'm excited to work with you guys for the foreseeable future. You do a great job, and, and the, the the content and information you guys bring to the table are second to none. Uh, fans of this market are very, very lucky to have a team that's covered as well as it is, and uh, obviously there's a, a commitment, a local commitment to continuing that. So I hope you guys keep up the good work as well, and I know that uh, from our team we'll, we'll be bringing it to the table every day as well, or at least doing our best. Absolutely. Now, I don't know if we're going to talk to Joe or hear his voice before he becomes a father, but if he does, of course. Good enjoy, luck, man. Enjoy every little bit of that. It could happen at any time. This is Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern with 94.9 K Rock. We have Corey Hergott from Canucks Army next. Now back to two guys who have spent more than a little time in the sin bin. Here's Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. Big thank you to Ashton Sautner, who joined us earlier. If you missed that conversation, we're going to have it available as a podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, it'll be in our social media pages. The links will be there, Instagram stories, Twitter, Facebook, at KROCKCNY on Twitter. Joining us now from Canucks Army is Corey Hergott, who apparently uh, is talking Utica Comets hockey so much around the house that... When he went to watch a movie with his wife that starred Ashton Kutcher, uh, his wife actually says to him at one point, hey, this movie has Ashton Sautner in it. And then you uh, had to correct her, and she says, well, this is what happens when 
you're talking Comets hockey around me all the time. This is this is bleeding into your family life, Corey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny last night. We were strolling through uh, Netflix looking for something to watch, and uh, Ashton Kutcher's face popped up for some show. And, and uh, yeah, my wife said, "Hey, this one's got Ashton Sautner in it," which you know I thought was was pretty funny. And uh, you know, uh, I, I do spend a lot of time talking Utica Comets hockey, so it doesn't really surprise me. <laughs> I should we should have asked him how he enjoyed doing the '70s show, and we had him on in the first couple of segments, or what it was like being married to Demi Moore or whatever else. That's fantastic. But I wanted to. I, I had texted you the other night. My New York Rangers played the Vancouver Canucks, who are my second favorite team by default in the National Hockey League for some obvious reasons. But Jake Markstrom had that double stack save. Old school is what uh, Corey texts me. I just wanted to let you expand on that a little bit because I know your goalie back in the day still probably play a little bit, but uh, that was good to see. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I haven't been able to play since uh, 2011, but uh, that gotcha. okay. uh, that save that save for me was uh, it reminded me of you know, and they were wearing the skate jersey, which made it even more perfect. Uh, in the 94 finals, Kirk McLean made a similar save, a two-pad stack sliding side to side. The other way, though, not the same way Markstrom did, just, you know, uh, left to right instead of right to left. Uh, but it was a, a big save like that, uh, like a big, big one in, the, in that series, and that's what that save reminded me of, especially with that jersey. So that was pretty cool, especially with Kirk McLean in the building for that one. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Your thoughts on maybe compare the Canucks and the Comets and their individual trajectories, I see some similarities, and maybe you comment on that uh, a little bit. Well, we see two teams that are, uh, you know, they're working really hard. They're two teams that are trying to play a fast, up-tempo game, um, and they're kind of uh, mirroring each other, like you say, in the standings. Uh, the, the Canucks aren't quite as high up the standings as the Comets are right now, but with the way the AHL goes, uh, we know the Comets could be fluctuating. You know, the, how close the North Division is, they could be anywhere from first to fifth in, in one game sort of a thing. So, yeah, the teams do kind of mirror each other top and bottom in a lot of different ways, for sure. Uh, you talked to Cole Lind this morning from my understanding and he had mentioned Ashton Sautner well, it's kind of like a close between him and Reed Boucher as who as far as who has the hardest shot on the team what else did you learn today from Cole Lind well what I like to do when I get get a chance to interview the players is I like to kind of end with a couple of sort of fun questions and I, I wrapped up today's interview with Cole asking him uh, you know with the AHL all-star game around the corner kind of who would uh, take those awards if the Comets were to run those skills competitions. And uh, the answers were pretty uh, straightforward in the ones you would think they were, uh, you know, most accurate shot. He kind of laughed quickly and said Boucher right away. Uh, hardest shot, he was a bit of a toss-up. He said it was kind of hard, but uh, he figures it's either Boucher or, or Sautner. Uh, fastest skater, again, he laughed. Uh, he said there's nobody on the team that can match Justin Bailey. And, Without a when I asked him, uh, you know, who he'd want passing to him in the uh, rapid-fire relay, uh, his three names right away and quickly were uh, Brogan Rafferty, Sven Berchi, and Nikolai Goldobin. So that was kind of fun, little little stuff like that to know. Uh, you know, he's, he's obviously spends a lot of time playing with these guys, so he's got a pretty good read on uh, what their strengths are. 
Michael DiPietro at 37 out of 40, even though he took the loss in the last game. You gave him your first star in the Canucks Army post game, uh, and you made a comment too that one thing the Comets have been doing on a regular basis is hanging goalies out to dry, and then you can look at the shot differential to back up your point. You brought receipts, Corey. Uh, Hartford had 13 more shots than the Comets in that game, 40 to 27. Uh, what else? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's been the tough part of the, of the uh, season for the Comets. Uh, they can they don't have a whole lot of problems scoring goals for the most part, and they don't seem to have a lot of problem letting them in either. Uh, they've had some pretty strong goaltending for the most part, though, so it's, uh, you know, it's defensive zone breakdowns. It's, uh, you know, assignments missed by, by the forwards coming back to, to help out. Uh, that's the kind of thing when you've got uh, there's there are quite a few young players on the roster this year a lot of them on the on the back end as well so you're going to have those kind of mistakes and, and that kind of a thing happening it's going to be the give and take you have with a young roster and uh, I think uh, Ashton said to you guys when you were speaking with him earlier about how much different that back end is with uh, you know him and Blue just being the oldest guys at what 25 26 years old uh, it's a pretty young group back there, so you're going to see those kind of uh, errors from time to time. Cole Lind has grown so much uh, from last year to this year. How soon do you think we might see him get a game or two up in Vancouver? I think, I'll be surprised if he doesn't get a game or two in by the end of this season. I think the team will probably you know, want to reward him if there's an opportunity. I mean, if they're fighting for a playoff spot and there's nobody injured up top, then uh, Cole will be spending the rest of his time down in Utica this year. But if there's an opportunity to get him in for, you know, a, a game or two uh, close to the end of the season, I think they're, they're going to probably want to do it. Uh, Cole, we saw the struggle from the junior to pro last year, and we can see how much better off he is this year now that he got that uh, that work under his belt last year. If he can get, uh, you know, three or four games in at the end of this season, I think it would go a long way for him into uh, – helping him get that confidence and knowing what he needs to do to, to, to bring his game to that next level. Corey, did I see Zach McEwen on a defensive pairing in practice the other day for the Canucks? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just the way they work things when they've got, uh, you know, their uh, four full forward lines up there and no other forwards to practice, and then they've got, uh, you know, eight defensemen there on the roster at the moment, or sorry, seven defensemen, and then they just uh, had Zach kind of paired up with Ben in practice. It, it's the kind of thing that we've, we've seen uh, lots of times from Travis Green up top. If there's uh, an extra forward, he might play uh, defense in practice or, or be paired up with that guy. If there's an extra defenseman, he might end up up front. It's just a matter of managing the bodies and making sure everybody's getting some ice time, I think. Fair enough. Corey Hergott, thank you so much for the time. He's with Canucks Army at Corey Hergott on Twitter. You can read it there. He's always great content. He just knows what's up. It's amazing what he is aware of. Some things, he gets them before we do, Scoop, and we're yeah. three blocks away. So here, here we are at the end of Utica Comets Insider. The podcast will be up and available. Normal places at KROCKCNY on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, if you'd like to subscribe. We will also re-air on our brother station, ESPN Utica Rome. This will be on the air at 6 o'clock tomorrow and every single Tuesday for the rest of the season. Don't forget the Trent Cole Show, Mondays from 6 to 7 on our brother station. That being said, the last word on 94.9 K Rock always goes to Scoop. Go Comets!